East Coast Creepin' contains graphic and explicit content, which may not be suitable for all listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Hey guys, welcome to our podcast, East Coast Creepin'. I'm Linda. I'm Lorraine. And I'm Leslie. We're three sisters from the Baltimore, Maryland area. There is a fourth sister, and she will be making guest appearances throughout the series. We are obsessed with true crime, paranormal, and laughing. Join us for our weekly outburst as we dive into crazy stories that full-fledged rep the East Coast. Just so you know, we do not have a background in criminal justice, criminal investigation, medicine, or psychology. This is all just for informative purposes. So, Leslie, happy almost New Year. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. I had had to throw that in there. Oh, shit. Yeah. Uh-huh. I had to think about when this was coming out. Episode 31. That is where we are at. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think, I really think this chair is broken. All your chairs are broken. I know, and we're supposed to be getting new ones. Okay, so I found this, like, table set, right? It was a dining table <gasps> and, like, Excuse me. bless you, Whoa. like, four or six chairs on Marketplace. Freaking $40, right? But they were, like, brand new because these people were moving, so they were just trying to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, babe, Somebody let's get it. Swiped in and took them from you. No, he told me no. Why? Even though he knows all of these chairs are broken, dude. I think we pay like I don't even remember. this. Like, oh lord, it's wiggling. Okay, I can't move. But yeah, he told me no. I don't know why. He just oh said no. God. I think it was because the table itself was like a metal frame with glass. I don't know. I'm scared. It's not like you guys have kids or anything. So we have it's a not like I'm, dog. He, he's not going to do anything to a f- freaking table. <laughs> I don't know. What you reading? Why are he's you scared of freaking the balloon? No, what? he's not. He loves the balloon. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Why are you worried about what I'm reading? Because you're what? giggling. I'm laughing oh at gosh. you guys. Mm. My nose is like <laughs> these guys look like the little ewes. U-W-U, you know? Oh. Ooze. Ooze. Yeah. I thought you meant, like, an animal, and I was like, what is what that? What kind of animal? I don't know. That's why I was like, what? That's why I looked, to see what animal it looked like. A vaquita. Okay. Whoa! <laughs> so, Leslie has Anyways, a- that's an endangered species out in, like, it's not the Gulf of Mexico. It was, like, but, yeah, on the other side of Mexico. There's okay. only, like, ten left. The coast? Yeah. Baja Mexi- Ma- Baja? Is that what it is? I don't know. Yeah. Mexicali? Yeah. Okay. The anyway. West Coast. West it's Coast. like a little, I'll show you. It's, like, it's like a like little in, peninsula. It's like a bay. The, yeah. It's in that bay. Like <clears throat> the top. So. <laughs> we're going to guess where we're going. But, but first, like we talked about it like three, four episodes ago or something. And then, okay, so the past... 29, 30, and 31, we've all done in the same day. Why do you have to say that? Because that adds to the story. No, it doesn't. So, (laughs) nobody gets, anyways. Maybe. Yes, it does. In the time time frame, yes. Yes. Okay. So, like, we started recording the first episode, and Leslie was like, oh, yes, the Nerf gun. And I was like, yes, the Fortnite one, so. So, she's looking on Amazon, and she's like, oh, I ordered it. And, like, she put my address in and whatever, And then I'm expecting this shit to be here on, like, Tuesday. We finish the first episode. The first episode. Partway through the second. No, no, no. No, we we finished the second one. We finished recording the second one, which didn't take too long. Maybe, like, an hour. Yeah. Because we were about to eat. And we were messing with them when we were eating lunch. Oh. So then, 
it was not even two hours later, maybe three, <laughs> who knows. And they were at my, my bell's door. ringing, and we're like, what the f is this? And then Leslie is screaming that it's... It's my Fortnite guns. <laughs> and then I look at the thing, and it says, Leslie, but with my address. And I'm like, oh my god, this really is... The Fortnite guns. <laughs> so we now have a Nerf gun that Leslie is going to shoot at the big map. So I'm going to get hit. I already know because I got You're hit so many hit. Earlier when it ricocheted off the wall, it hit me. That doesn't mean anything. I I am. So Leslie is going to. What are you doing? Shooting it? Yeah. Yeah. And that's the state I'm you're gonna picking? I'm going to say it, and, and then I'm going to aim it and shoot and see how accurate my shooting skills are with this gun. Okay. How many bullets you got? Six. Six. I'm only going to shoot once. Okay. I just Do thought you, you were. I don't know until, until you until get it. it. Yeah. Well, you get six tries. And if you don't get it in those six right. tries. Here we go. Oh, Jesus. There's one. <laughs> Where are we going? I'm going to say. Wait, it's you this time? No, it's no, Linda. Oh, you. <laughs> um, I'm going to go Jersey. Oh, that was Pennsylvania. Jesus Christ, that flew by my head. That was still Pennsylvania. How? I can't even see. Like, Stop closing your the eye. The barrel is so big. I have to close my eye. That was, that was New York. That totally was New York. Oh, my God. Yeah, right in the center of it. But you're wrong. Bitches. <laughs> <laughs> my dog just opened the door. That's not, leave it. Where are we going, then? No, okay. I got. No, you got. I got one shot left. Dude, you were supposed to get one guess per bullet. Oh, I, I didn't know that. I, I don't know, but anyway, okay, fine. It. One more. Where are we going? Then? No, I thought. No, you, you guess. South Carolina. Oh lord, we just went there, didn't we? No, we had Krampus. Krampus. Georgia, then. Georgia, it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because we definitely went to one of the Carolinas for Linda's last story. What does that have anything to do with it? I didn't think you would do the same one. All right, don't tell me how to live my life. Leave my water bottle alone. I don't need your dog germs on it. Bye. <laughs> He's so sad. No, push up. Push up. Like I'm trying. Cool. My arms are weak. <laughs> Although she just <laughs> was. Oh. I pushed the thing in because I've been going to the gym. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I also just had to carry all my brakes out to my car, and that was heavy. Yeah, I guess. The brakes and the rotors and the thing things. Can I have? Mm -hmm. I'm missing some. I don't know where they went. They're all over here. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Reload. Because <laughs> ain't nobody going to ever know what's going to happen now. <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs> okay. That's you still have one more. I know. I can, oh. I can see with my both eyes. With my both eyes? Yeah. Or bovine both eyes. <laughs> both eyes. So we're going to Georgia. Yes. yes. Georgia. Is this a... Is this a New Year's murder? <sighs> no. No more holiday murders? It is a holiday murder, okay. but it's right. not a New Year's. It goes across the whole span of the month, though. Right. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Well, you'll figure it out. It's it's not complicated. Okay. I'm not gonna already. make things so complicated. Yeah, yeah. Oof. Oh, Thank you. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna give you the information of the victim. Jesus Christ! Here we go again. Stop. No. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> we gotta keep you on your toes. I don't like it. 
Okay. The victim's name is Sarah Lambrusco, which I don't think is right. Because I've definitely seen it just written like Ambrusco or something like that. Like no A. But whatever. It's L-A-M-B-R-U-S-K-O. And I'm just going to double check it. Like O or L? O. Octopus. Okay. Um, Sarah with an A or an H? (sighs) (laughs) Oh, A, not H. Victim. Okay. Hold on. I got a math really quick. With your phone? Duh. You can put your thing down. I don't ever read your notes. I don't know why. Oh, no. That's because she's the cheater. What are you talking about? I gave Wandering eyes. You're the reason why everybody had to put their freaking folders up in class. Yes. Their two folders to cover their papers. That's not even true because my freshman year in, okay, whatever. It was my history class, but I sat in the front of the classroom and the kid next to me cheated off of me. Didn't know. And the entire class, like, just did the whole cheating off of the person next to them. So everyone cheated off of me and we all got a (laughs) hundred. So I didn't cheat off of people. People cheated off of me. Anyway, so <laughs> Sarah was born in about, assuming, 1953. <laughs> yeah, that's all I got for you on that part. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, she was a very well-liked person. She, there, She had no enemies. Like, nobody could ever think of anything that was... That could ever, like, bring any harm to her. She was a very well-liked person. She was a cheerleader in high school. She had a very bubbly personality. And after graduating, she actually became a teacher in Florida. So in 1981, she ends up getting married. Because she got married, she moves to Atlanta, Georgia. Her marriage did not last long and obviously ended up in divorce. So sometime in like 1985, she saw an ad for a prominent prosecution attorney. Okay. All right. This did guy, she go and woo him? <laughs> she saw the ad. She was like, oh, he's cute. Calls up the phone number and starts talking to him where it ends up that they schedule a date and then they start dating. What? (laughs) What year was this again? 85. 1985. I mean, personal. Okay. So he was actually with the DA's office. Oh, shit. Yeah. And I want to say that she, like, was a nightclub promoter. Mm. By this point. <laughs> so these two are dating. By, the t- by like 1986, they end up getting married and things are going so well for the both of them relationship-wise that they end up having a kid that same year. Oh, wow. So their first son is named Ricky. Then they end up having a second son in 1988 named Michael. At some point, sometime around there, Fred decides to change career, not career paths, because he's still a lawyer Mm -hmm. or an attorney, but instead of being a prosecutor, he actually decides to become a defense attorney Okay, for criminal cases. Mm -hmm. So now we're going to jump ahead. Okay. And just like a, I don't know, if y'all hear bumping music... 
and potential dancing, it's my upstairs neighbors because it's it's tripping me out. You can hear it in your headphones? No. I don't, like, I don't know if I can. Like, I don't know if it'll pick it up because there was one time Jonathan, like, said, okay, in the living room. And then when I was editing, I heard it. And then I heard it in the back of the episode. So he decides to become a defense attorney. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Jumping ahead a few years. Was that a, was that good enough backstory for you? Are you happy with that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sunday, November 29th, 1992. This is actually the Thanksgiving weekend, and Sarah and the boys had gone to Florida to go visit her parents for Thanksgiving. I want to say Fred had flown down to meet them, but because of business, he had to leave again. So he spent, I want to say, Thanksgiving there and then ended up having to leave later on that day or something like that. So so Sarah and the boys stayed with her parents from like Wednesday or Thursday to Sunday. Okay. So like a long weekend. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. So then Sunday, Sarah decides to leave. She talks with their family. They make plans for her to come back down and visit for Christmas. Sarah decides to leave for, I believe they said it was like a nine-hour car ride back to her home in Georgia. So Sarah arrives to her house about 10 p.m. Ricky is sitting in the front seat. They're getting stuff out of the car. Michael is in the back seat asleep. So they're getting everything out. They walk into the garage at the house, and Sarah is actually met in the garage by a guy with a gun yelling at her and her son Ricky to get back in the car. So this guy is just sitting there screaming at them, like, get in the car, get in the car, do what the F I say. So Sarah and Ricky get back in the car, and mind you, Michael is still sleeping. So Ricky is six at this point, Michael's four. The... What are they called? Unknown assailant. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Hops into the back seat right behind Sarah and has the gun pointed at her head and tells her to just start driving. What the hell? Yeah. So Sarah starts driving. He's telling her where she needs to go. She's like, I don't know how to get there. So he's kind of instructing her. And she, they get into like a verbal altercation where he's like, screaming at her, don't F with me, don't effing do this, like, blah, 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 just, like, screaming at her. And she's like, I'm not effing playing with you. I'm not effing doing anything. Just don't kill me. Don't kill the babies. Like, if you want to take my stuff, just take my stuff and go. Like, just don't kill us. Please don't kill us. So then he was like, don't F with me. And she's like, I'm not effing with you. So he just gets fed up with it, shoots her, grabs (gasps) her purse. Yeah. And jumps out the car and runs for it. Was they were already driving? Mm-hmm. Okay. They were driving down the road. Apparently, they were only a mile away from her house. The hell? Jesus. Yeah. Mind you, the boys are still in the car. Yeah. Ricky sees all of this go down, and he doesn't think that his mom is dead. He thinks that she's just sleeping. So he starts trying to shake her to wake her up, and because she doesn't wake up, he reaches over, turns off the car, then decides... I'm going to go call my grandpa. He's the doctor. He can fix her and make her better. Right. Goes into the back seat, wakes up Michael, and they just start going walking. Apparently, they see a house down, like, I don't remember how far, but they see a house, 
And Ricky's like, all I remember is being cold and we're walking. So we go up to this house, we knock on the door and we tell the guys that open it up like, hey, my mom was just shot. Can you help us? And the guys like weren't 100% sure. But then as they're looking over the kids, they see blood, blood splatter. splatter all over them. They're just covered in their mom's oh my blood. God. So they call 911. So then 911 comes out, they investigate, and they automatically say that it's just a burglary gone wrong. Like, somebody was in the house, there was no sign of force entry, but apparently one of the locks, like, on the door from the garage to the house had been broken. And so he could easily get in. And then upon, like, further investigation, their alarm for their house had been turned off. (gasps) What? But we'll get into that in a minute. (laughs) Like, literally. Because the husband isn't home, they quickly find out who he is. Oh, so his name is Fred Tokars. So F-R-E-D and then last name T-O-K-A-R-S. So they call Fred and they end up talking to him. I can't, I couldn't really figure out because the way that a couple of things were said, I don't know if he had flown in or if they went to him to interview him just to like take him Where off was the- he? Well, that's the thing because he was actually in Alabama in Montgomery County because he's a criminal defense attorney. Okay. So he went to go see one of his clients. He wasn't even home. He hadn't been home for like a couple of days. Okay. So when he left Florida, he just... He went out to Alabama. Yeah, to go see one of his clients. So they call him and they say, hey, like, this is what's going on. And they end up talking and apparently he's very distraught. Like, it was exactly what you would expect from a husband. So they're like, okay, we just need to like cross-reference everything to make sure that you're not the one who did it. Mm -hmm. So he's like, okay. And because he's a defense attorney, he automatically knows that he is going to be first, like, top suspect and everything like that. He shows up with his own lawyer, and he is like, look, I'll help you out however you want. Like, I know how this goes down. I used to work for the DA's office. So you guys know that I know that this is just, like, this should be standard. Like, I am showing up with my people because this is what we should do. Right. Three-hour interview with him, he can't think of anyone or anybody, like, at all that would want to hurt his wife. And so he just starts giving a list of business associates or people that would possibly have it out for him. Because, again, working for the DA's office and being a criminal, like, it, it could be anyone, like, just to get back at him. Every lead is, like, done. All of this is going down and... I forget how long afterwards it was. Well, a couple days later, Sarah's sister actually shows up and says, hey, I have all these papers that my sister gave me, and I want you to look over them. She gave them to me like three years ago and said, you know, keep these just in case. But we'll get into that later. What? I feel like this is one of those things, because like... Okay, how do I explain this? I'm, I'm, I literally want to get this notarized because if something random happens to me, I feel like they're going to blame my death on Jonathan because he's not overly emotional. So I feel like it's like one of those, if something happens to me, let her show this to everyone. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Because my letter would be like, I understand he's not crying like he should be as a grieving husband, but that's just how he is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I want to get it notarized. I'll be like, I promise he didn't kill me. <laughs> that's how I would be, too. I'd just be like, we're supposed to die. I don't know. I don't know what you want from me. <laughs> So, with that being said, like, there's no leads. Things are popping up here and there that which are causing the police concern, but they don't have a shooter. The, they have the kids there, but because they're six and four, one of them was asleep. The son is giving very vague, vague information saying, like, yeah, it was a guy wearing these clothes, but he can't give them details of right. what the guy looked like. And so all he could tell them was he, the guy who shot my mom looked like he had a pirate gun that you saw in movies. Okay. And so they're like, what is this kid saying? Like, we don't understand. A few weeks later, the family had decided to gather up money so they can put out a reward for any information in regards to the killing. I think it was the sisters and then the parents had put up for the reward and once they aired it, they had all these people calling in about the reward. But there was this one girl who stuck out that said, hey, my brother, I believe it was, came home that day when, and like I saw it on the news and he's sitting there screaming at the TV, hey, that was me. I did that with blood stains all over his shoes. What? Yeah. And what she was like, fuck? he's sitting there screaming out the TV, hey, that's me. We did that. Isn't that crazy? Like, I killed her. Isn't that crazy? That was me. What the hell? Okay. Yeah. I don't think that's something you should go around just screaming at the TV unless you have some, like... I want to know how old this kid is. Hold well, on. not that. 23. Like, okay. Like, if he has some mental problems, I don't know. Oh, he was a drug Clearly, addict. he did have okay, mental okay, problems. Okay, okay continue. <laughs> yeah. So, they end up getting the guy, take him in for questioning and all this stuff, and the guy basically tells them, yeah, I did it, but I was a hired hitman, and I was told that I was going to get $5,000 for doing this hit, but I still haven't got my money yet. Oh, Lord. It was like something along those lines. So then they find out that the guy who hired him was another guy who was like also, I believe he was a drug dealer. He had dabbled in a lot of stuff. He had different businesses under his name, but it was all like under one umbrella name. So it was like Lawrence Enterprises or something like oh. that. So his name was like Eddie Lawrence. Okay. So. Merle. Hmm? Merle. <laughs> The church was under Merle. Oh. Here you are, Nick. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so all that's going down. They they snatch this guy because apparently he had been doing like what are they called? Forge checks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that counterfeit checks and stuff like that. So they snatch him up for that. They take him in for questioning, and he's not really budging. But then eventually he says to. The investigators, he's like, oh, no, lies. They have him there, but then when the investigators start looking into Lawrence's businesses, they go to his one 
or the address that's associated with it. When they go to the address that's associated, it's like a business building. And when they go up to the place where the business is supposed to be, it's a vacant like office. Okay. But it has Lawrence Enterprises and then Fred Tokars right underneath of it. Oh, huh? Yeah. So they were business associates. They found each other because of Fred being the criminal defense attorney. Right. So Lawrence and Fred knew each other. Now, mind you, Lawrence is the same person that ended up hiring... The hitman. Yeah. The 23-year-old. Right, yeah. right, right, right. So cops are like, wait, 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 wait. Hold up, hold up, hold up. What? 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 They take this information back to Fred, and they're like, hey... You didn't tell us about this guy. Like, this is the only guy in your long list of people that isn't on your list. Like, what's going on? He was like, oh, I forgot about him. And they're like, well, you know, why Why didn't you tell us? He was like, well, you didn't ask. But he was giving off people's names. Like- yeah, exactly. He was giving off, like, a list of people, but this one man did not come up. And this dude had, like, five businesses under his name. So they did a lot. They had to have done a lot of dealings with each other. Right. Investigators start doing more digging and realize that Fred not only had dealings like this, but the information that the sister had given to the investigators was actually foreign bank accounts that were from Fred. Years prior to this... Sarah started really questioning what Fred was doing, especially when he decided to turn into a defense attorney. And things started getting weird. He started getting really weird at home. She lost her job and at one point decided to stay home to be with the kids anyway. So she was working part time, but you know, it wasn't good enough for Fred. He's doing all of these things. He starts getting into nightclubs, helping nightclubs with their finances. He's doing the criminal defense. He's meeting a lot of these people. He's trying to show them how to do money. And at some point, some way, she figures out all of these things are going on. She figures out that he has girls on the side. And so... Apparently, in the basement of their house, he has, like, a whole home office that he locks her out of, says, you cannot go in here. And one day while he was away for business, she goes in there and finds the bank statements of the offshore accounts. Oh, my God. She tries to turn it into authorities, and they don't take it. They're like, well, we can't do any of this stuff because it's against the law for us to just, like, take it or whatever. Like, we have to have this, this, and this in order. Because she had, I think, invited them into the home. And she's like, look, there's that over there. There's this over there. Just take it. And they're like, we can't take it like that. Like, we need a warrant. Yeah. Right. Because then we can't use it if we just take it. He was like, if you want to give it to someone you trust— And have them turn it in. So basically what she did is she kept taking information. She kept making copies of all of his bank accounts and turning it over to his sister. To his sister? I mean to her sister. Oh, I always To her sister. (laughs) So she kept turning it over to her sister. And she was like, if anything happens to me, show these to the police. Because guaranteed this is why I'm dead. And so like two, three days after her death, her sister turned it in. To police. Oh, shit. So not only is he doing money laundering, 
he has like obviously the offshore accounts and stuff like that. And he's dealing with these nightclubs so he can show them how to money launder. Damn. He is also in a drug ring for cocaine. What the hell? Yes. So she finds out about all of this and decides she wants a divorce. And he won't give her one. Of course not. That would ruin his reputation. Exactly. You fucking asshole. Exactly. And he can't. Oh, but fragile masculinity. Don't divorce <laughs> me. Yeah, so he refuses to give her the divorce. And she's like, well, I have this, this, and this. Blah, 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 blah. And he's like, bet, bitch. You don't tell them what you have. Because then they know they can just kill you. Don't tell them you have shit. Tell your lawyer you have shit. Yeah. Well, she had told him, too, which apparently there was domestic abuse happening because she had her divorce attorney, which she was turning all of this information into, and one of their friends or something like that had invited them over, I want to say it was the year previous, to a party, and she was like, I'm really sorry, we can't go, blah, 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 and then he was like, I'm so sorry. So they're sitting there talking. And she was like, well, I can't go because I have bruises all down, like, the one side of my arm. Mm-hmm. And she was like, from him beating me last night. And then she was like, wait, don't tell anyone. Like, you can't tell anyone. Like, you can't say anything to anybody. And she was like, I have your word that you're not going to speak this to anyone, right? Because, again, he was with the DA's office. <sighs> He's still a lawyer. All of these things going oh, on. Oh, my God. I fucking... Yep. So, with that being said, <laughs> these two guys, so the one guy was taken into custody, the second guy was taken into custody. Mind you, this is all still in the month of December. Mm. This is still 1992. I believe when... Oh, that's right, because it happened after yeah. Thanksgiving. Okay. Yep. Lawrence ends up getting taken into custody, and with all of that information that they had... Fred had actually gone to Sarah's family in Florida so the boys can have Christmas with them. The family had invited them, said, just look, we want the boys to be here, so obviously he has to come. Investigators go. They tell Fred, hey, we got Lawrence on hiring this other guy for the murder. We just wanted to give you a heads up. He was like, okay, good. Nothing else. So they're like, okay. Christmas Eve, the family is supposed to be ta- going out to an amusement park. Oh, they're in Florida. I was like, who the yeah. fuck goes to an amusement park <laughs> in the winter? Fred tells, Me. <laughs> Fred tells <Oops>. them <laughs> that he's not feeling well, and he just thinks that he's going to stay back at the hotel. So they're like, fine, that's okay. We'll, do you mind if we take the boys? He's like, no, it's okay. Take them. Oh, my they, God, he killed himself. He try, They try calling him, getting a hold of him later to no avail. So then I think the dad ended up driving out to the hotel and banging on the door, banging, 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 nothing happens. He goes down to the front desk. They let him in. They find Fred passed out on the bed with a bottle of pills spilled everywhere. So apparently he had Freaking taken idiot. a whole bunch of sleeping pills. He had drank alcohol. And they don't know how long he had been there, but they knew that his body was still warm. Mm. Call 911. They called (laughs) 911. Fred was taken in. They pumped his stomach. He survived. Good, motherfucker. (laughs) Lock your bitch ass up. (laughs) He left a suicide note basically saying... Go ahead. 
go ahead. No, I'm just like, I'm, I'm prematurely freaking out about what the suicide note is. Just keep going. <laughs> He's basically saying, I'm sorry that my lifestyle now has to change for the murder of my wife. Like, yeah, hold on. Where's my phone? That's what I was like. What? I was like, he thought he was going to die, so he left a full fucking confession on a piece of paper as his suicide note. Yeah. Morons. Morons! Yeah. (laughs) I'm getting hyped. I'm sorry. I just... Hold on. Oh, So basically it says, I am sorry for the pain and sorrow my lifestyle has inflicted upon you. I never wanted Sarah or anybody to die or get hurt. I am a weak person and cannot stand the pain and sorrow any longer. So I want to end it. What pain? What sorrow? You were beating your wife. Yeah. Okay. Fuck this guy. (laughs) Because, no, to me, it sounds like the way that he's painting the picture is, like, he feels bad that his wife died because, like, he's a DA, so the bad guys were after him for putting people away. That's kind of what it sounds like to me. So he's like, woe is me and my wife is dead. Yeah. Killed myself. Yeah, and so he did that. He had all of these things written out, basically, like, my lifestyle, my lifestyle. And then after he gets better... He ends up having a press conference, like he holds a press conference with his attorney, and they said that in the thing with with him talking about his attempted suicide and all this stuff, he mentions my lifestyle four times and only mentions his wife once in the whole thing. Sounds about right. Narcissistic asshole! Yeah. And so apparently (laughs) prior to this... Yeah. Can you feel my 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 brain... And apparently prior to all of this, because Sarah knew how bad things were going to be, she had revised her will, had it notarized. So basically it was like on a piece of paper, like a lined paper. She revised her will saying that she wanted one of her sisters to become the guardian of her two children. Mm -hmm. And she wanted them to be, what's it called? Adopted. No, 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 no. Uh, the trustee, basically. The beneficiary mm-hmm. of the money for the, her to give to the children and all this stuff. So that's what happened, I believe, without his knowledge. So she had revised her will so the children would go into her family's custody and not his. Right. Because she didn't know how bad things were going to get. But I want to say this was within the year of her dying, like the, a year that's before her death. That's crazy. But... Even though all of that happened, he still wasn't taken into custody yet because they felt like they didn't have enough until Lawrence had gone to trial and was found guilty because of his testimony in trial. They were then able to grab Fred Tokars. What the fuck? So all of this of him saying that my lifestyle and blah, 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 and all the evidence pointing against him and they still couldn't nab him? Well, I feel like him just saying my lifestyle. It just shows that he's a selfish person, but that doesn't mean that, like, but he was doing all this other stuff. Why didn't they grab him for that? Did They, they did get him for that afterwards. They They got him for racketeering and stuff like that. But after all of this happened, they got him for that because apparently there was an ongoing investigation prior to his wife's death. Mm-hmm. Because of his criminal activity. So they started finding things out. But because she found out everything, 
he ended up killing her thinking that she was the only one who knew, but he already had an investigation ongoing with him. So he was he had gotten racketeering charges as well. Bitch, what the fuck is your problem? (laughs) (laughs) And it's not even him yelling, it's the door opening. (laughs) Him and Fen, they're both just like Babe, I'm gonna start locking you out. (sighs) I think I shit myself. (laughs) Leslie's face, she's so fucking mad. Moving to Linda's house. <laughs> you really think he wouldn't find a way to just walk in the fucking door <laughs> or bang on the window unit? <laughs> I'm gonna get me a little office. He's not gonna find it. <laughs> we can Fuck move this. into an easy storage <laughs> container. <laughs> Fuck no, that's cold. Oh wait, the ones over there—they're climate they're controlled. Climate controlled. Boom. Done. Ready. What are we talking about? Moving our podcast recording studio to a fucking easy storage container. Oh. We're going to need a lot of foam. Because if not, it's going to sound like we're... Wickle, 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 wickle. Anyway. Continue, Linda. Did you lock that shit? No, you got to make sure the door lifts. No. So the person who did the hit was 23-year-old Curtis Rower. He was promised $5,000 for the hit. Lawrence was in business with Fred, and apparently, I want to say the couple of businesses they had was in debt by $70,000. And so Fred had actually told Lawrence to do the hit in order to, like, be equal. That's, like, he would pay it off or whatever. Mm -hmm. But Lawrence decided to get Rower instead. Then with the amount of money that Fred was supposed to give Lawrence... He also had told him that he had a life insurance policy on his wife, which I want to believe was about $2 million, and that he had guaranteed him a percentage of that amount. (laughs) Little did he know what she did. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So March 8th, 1997, the jury found Fred guilty. Quilty. And he was sentenced to life in prison. And like I said, a couple years prior to that, he did have the racketeering charges and stuff like that. So he was doing life in prison, and he actually ended up dying while in prison last year. What? Did he get the COVID? They don't know. They didn't confirm that. They just said that he had a fever. Oh, he got the vid. He had a fever, and then, like, a couple days later, he died. But he was also suffering from other issues. Cocaine lung. Well, (laughs) they said that apparently he had been beaten up a couple times. He was in a wheelchair. He had a bad bladder, or, like, he had to have... Basically, he couldn't contain... He couldn't hold his bladder. No bladder control. Look. Yeah. Boo Um, fucking who. You traumatize your children, you fucking asshole. Well, and apparently, so his one son actually did an interview, I want to say last year. Okay. Or maybe a couple years ago. But his older son did an interview about it, and they actually had him on the stand for Lawrence's trial. And the he told them, like, everything that happened, how he was, like, trying to wake up his mom, and how he had reached over her. And so... 
because he couldn't point out the person in the courtroom. Oh, no, I guess it was Curtis. But because he couldn't point out the person in the courtroom saying that that's the guy that shot my mom. So it was for Curtis. They're like, well, maybe you don't remember. And so this cute little kid, this super bright child was like, you remember like when you hit a home run in baseball and you just like remember everything about that moment? And so then the defense attorney's like, yeah. He was like, well, that's how it was for me and my mom. Oh, shit. And he's like, yeah, I remember it. Like if it was a first home run in baseball. Oh, my God. This is the shit I'm talking about. He wants to complain about being in jail. My life. Mm -hmm. Fuck him. Fuck him. Yep, so the kids did not have a relationship with their father whatsoever. Good. But apparently the younger son, Michael, ended up passing away a month before the dad passed away. What? What? Yeah. COVID? I don't know. (laughs) Everything's a bit. But I believe that it was health-related, but they said that it was that, yeah. I didn't really, I didn't want to look into what happened to Michael. Yeah. Just because, I mean, shit, being in the car when your mom dies, like, even though he wasn't awake for the whole thing. Right. Like, that's still, like, yeah, you're you know, covered in your mother's blood at the age of four. You're just walking in the cold with your six-year-old brother, like, looking for a house. The fuck? And I mean, for that kid to be that smart and to, you know, be, I guess, so calm about the situation, too, to go find a place to, you know, ask for help. Mm -hmm. But yeah, like, innocent. He was just like, oh, yeah, let me get help. (laughs) Yeah. And that's the thing, because like in the interview now, he was like, you know, no six year old can grasp that. Yeah. He's like, you don't know the enormity of the situation. He's like, even me now, I, like, I can't even imagine like that. And he was like, and I lived it. (sighs) Poor baby. (laughs) Anyway. That'd be like you two hanging out in the car together in 92. What? They're the same ages as you guys. Sort of. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, now that you say it that way. All right. I couldn't imagine your dumb ass is stumbling out of a car to do something like that. Oh. Yeah, I probably would have taken her out to try and find somebody. She was a little mommy. What are you talking about? I know. You're a weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would have definitely done the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's that. Oh, yes. Okay, so going back to it, the whole reason that the alarm system was off because apparently, like, a few days or a few weeks prior... The alarm system was going off on its own, according to him, like when they did the first initial interview. And so they were also supposed to have somebody come in to do plumbing work while they were gone for the weekend. Mm -hmm. But because it was a holiday weekend, the person, (laughs) Lawrence, could not come and do it, kept saying that he was busy and stuff like that. So they left the alarm off in the house. Just in case the plumber was going to stop by and fix the things up in the house. So the lock was actually broken. That was in the garage. Oh. But they had the alarms in the house supposedly turned off because their their alarm system was glitching. And they were supposed to have somebody come and work on the plumbing while they were there. Hmm. Hmm. That's a likely story. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> oh. I don't no. believe it. Nope. <laughs> What's that big hole in Florida? A lake? Yeah. What lake is that? Florida. I don't know. 
I don't think there's a lake that oh big in Florida. Oh, my God. Oh, and the gun <laughs> was a sawed-off 410 shotgun, which when investigators looked into it said that if it was sawed off, then it would look like a pirate's like, gun from the like movies. Like a revolver or something? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That's crazy. There yeah. is a lake that big in Florida, you big dum-dum. Where? What is it? Wow. <laughs> Look at what look at look at that? look at Google Maps. Look at that fucking yeah. Hole but you ain't telling me what it is. I know. I'm about to zoom in. Why are you gonna zoom in? Cause you done done did ask me. Oh no shit. Oh no room. Lake Okeechobee. Lake Okeechobee. 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 Any Floridians know? <laughs> Where is that by? Uh, South Bay. Northport is right across from it. Northport's right here. We're trying. Yeah, it's still a long drive. I don't know. It's all swamp. Swamp ass. We went to an orange farm. It was just all swamp. <laughs> trying, trying to get there, and I was just like, what the heck? <laughs> we didn't pick oranges, though. I might even go there. I don't even know. Let, okay, first off, we didn't even take a picture of the guy that you did last time for me. What guy? Oh, what was his name? Charles? I don't know. What? North Carolina. Oh, the dad? The dad, yeah. Charles. Like my reaction to the thing? No, no, no. Your picture of the person. We, I didn't take a picture of it, but I'm laughing because... He looks like Harry Potter. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so look at your guy there. Look at this guy there. Are you guys ready for this? Are they switched? No. Like the whole time you were drawing it, you're like, I make glasses on him, and I look over, I'm like, oh my god, it's my next guy. (laughs) You're channeling the wrong story. You need two multiple stories in a day. Oh wow. The vibes your book is giving off is too many at once. (laughs) She's mixing them up. I did a nice Krampus though. (laughs) Krampus. Which hopefully you guys have already seen. <laughs> no. That's so funny. I yeah, I thought it, I thought it was funny. I thought it was funny. Oh, no. I was like, so wait, what happened to him? He died. He died. He died. Yeah. So then the, oh, only the one baby's left. Yeah. Oh, whoa. It has like two plus signs. So then you know how if it's like off angle or something. Oh, Leslie's discovering features on her iPhone. Sorry. I didn't know. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Fred Tokars. We all got mm-hmm. this. <laughs> so next week, it's your start of your thing. I thought that was mm-hmm. my dog. That looks like Allie. Tell I me couldn't see them. I couldn't see them. Just look out the window. No. I just see a I, monitor. I literally only see uh-huh. a monitor. Is it that fat dog across the way? No, Krampus. it looks like it. Krampus. No, that's Aries. A ram. Yeah, I gotta show you guys that video. <laughs> I've seen it. I told her every time. What? What video? So John. Okay. <laughs> no, shh. we're Go gonna ahead. do my missing person first. Shut up. All right. <laughs> okay. So today's missing person is Don Hightower. He was last seen on. Saturday, October 30th, 2021, around noon. He is white, and he's from Wrightsville, Georgia, weighs about 235. He's 5'10", male, and 59 years old. 
If you have any information, you can contact Johnson County Sheriff's Office at 478-864-3941 or the GBI at 1-800-597-8477. The Georgia Bureau of Investigation, Eastman Field Office, and the Johnson County Sheriff's Office are asking for the public's help with locating Don Hightower at 59, a 59-year-old white male. Hightower was last seen at 8 p.m. <laughs> I just going to be like, I did an ad again. <laughs> I'm still waiting. Oh, my God. Hightower was last seen at 8 p.m. on Saturday, October 30th, 2021, leaving his sister's residence in Wrightsville, Georgia, driving a gold 2003 Toyota Camry with the tag of AKE9780. See attached. <laughs> he was last seen wearing red sweatpants and a red UGA sweatshirt. Also see attached. Uh, Hightower has a medical condition that may result in confusion and difficulty communicating. Thank you. Thank you for, mm-hmm. for your thrilling story about Sarah Lambrusco. I'm telling you. Fred Tokars. <laughs> His last name makes me giggle because it sounds like tow cars, like little cars on your toes. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, like, what the things the kids are playing with now that we used to play? The the finger, the... Chinese finger traps? Torture traps? Are you dumb? You're talking about damn cars for your toes. I'm talking uh-huh. about skateboards for oh, your fingers. Oh, tech decks. Tech decks. Yeah, your fingers. The finger we don't tra- talk about those trap things. Can you turn your music down? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Leslie's shooting at the ceiling. <laughs> yeah, see, that's what I thought. Ambrusco. A-M-B-R-U-S-K-O. These people got me all jacked Oh, up. my gosh. So there's no L. That's what I was saying in the beginning. Ambrusco. Ambrusco. I want ice cream now. Oh, I've been wanting ice cream since Linda started her story. I've been wanting ice cream since yesterday. Oh, let's go. Okay. Yeah. We can go get gonna, ice cream. Wait, we're no. We can go get ice cream. Oh. But yes, like, subscribe, review, five stars. It helps us. Yes, Help it does. you. <laughs> Help me. Help, us. Help you. <laughs> and happy new year. Happy new year. You guys be safe, happy please. Please, yeah. please, please be safe. Uber, whatever you guys are doing, definitely. Lift. Yes. Taxi. I'd say you can call me, but I will not be in town. <laughs> yeah. Also. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Happy New Year. Let's uh, make 2022 a better one. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Thanks for hanging out with us for the past, what, six months? Six months. It's been six months. It's been six months. Yeah. Oh. But yeah, thank you. Thank Here's you. to uh, the new year and, Ooh, and our big two, maybe three parter, and our, our big one. So stay tuned for next week. Happy New Year! Happy New Year! We'll see you later. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to East Coast Creepin'. Cover art by Leslie Lozano. Music from Premium Beat. Editing by Larry Bark at Revitalist Recording Studio. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at ECC the Podcast. 
Don't forget to rate and review. See ya.